Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a daywalker, Rob. Hello, some, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Oh man, I love the Blade Trilogy. It's so, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but yeah, today we are talking about Blade, who at this point does not have a lot of information on him. No, he's a man of mystery. Also, dra- looks drastically different. Yeah, this is 70s ass Blade. Yeah, this is like real 70s. It's like before we got the pretty standardized one, I think, nowadays. Like, uh, you know, bald. Well, he's he's got, I think he's got hair again now. Does he? I mean. Like does- Wesley Snipes hair. Hmm. See, I, I like. I remember seeing him in. I remember seeing him in the Avengers, one of the later Avengers ones. Right. I think. Yeah. I think that's where he's got hair now. Okay. It's it's really it's like really close, but but here he has like a like kind of a the length that I normally cut my hair at, or like a, he's starting to get like about a a little bit of an afro. He's wearing goggles as well. Yes, like clear- he, he had those goggles all through the seventies, and sort of that like trench coat. It looks like the, it looks like a trench coat, but if it was like a normal size coat, yes. And he's wearing joppers as well. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. He's about to uh, go direct a movie or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good look at everything. I think peacoat is peacoat the term for uh, that. Yeah, I guess. It's kind of, I mean, I I guess I I wear a peacoat in the winter because uh, I think it looks makes me look like a dashing Victorian rake. Uh, although it does not, may just need a pair of these goggles. Yeah, you you probably get some a pair of goggles like that. And uh, of course, that uh, art there is by the uh, the great Tom Palmer, probably best known as an anchor. I I am liking the art in this uh, in this book. By, uh, yeah, I mean, by this, a bit just too. a murderer's row of artists. Just looking at the uh, the front here, you got Mark Silvestri, you got John Romita Jr., Brett Blevins, Walt Simonson, um, Paul Ryan, not not the politician Paul Ryan. Colleen Doran, Ron Wilson, Ron Lim, Kieran Dwyer, Todd McFarlane, Tom Palmer, Bob Layton, Al Milgram, John Bogdanov, Jim Lee, uh, Rick Leonardi, Mark Bright, Alan Davis. It's a great lineup. It is a very great lineup. Although, great thing is, is uh, later on, we're going to get some great Alan Davis hair. Oh, yes. Characters. I'm very much looking forward to that. Yes. Um, because if someone can draw some hair, it's Alan Davis. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah. So, but yeah, we are talking about Blade, uh, whose uh, real name is apparently unrevealed. It has since been revealed. Yes, Eric Brooks. Yeah, I think they got that from the movie. Okay. Well, that's something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the movie. Like, I don't know. You have to get information from somewhere. Oh know. sure. Yeah. Um. Occupation. I know this is a lie. Former vampire hunter, uh, now private investigator. Come well, on. Well, that it was true at the time because 
uh, Doctor Strange had read had uh, used the vampiric verses to destroy every vampire worldwide. The Montesti formula? Yes, the Montesi, Montesi formula. Montesi and formula, yeah. Montesi. And for more information on the Montesis, check out the upcoming uh, King in Black handbook. Ooh. I'll I'll want some more information on that. But mm. okay, so were they okay? So no vampires can be on the Earth. That's right. With that, were they on the Blue Ray or the Moon, or am I misremembering something? I don't think so. I think they all it all kind of started coming undone uh, due to Doctor Strange's brother, who was in cryogenic suspension. Did they have like an M thirteen? M13 thing where, like, a bunch of vampires that were on the moon? Yeah, but that was much later, I think. That was much later, okay. Yeah, I mean, by, by that point, the Montesi formula had already been... Oh, yeah, it would have been broken. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, Marvel's and, Marvel and vampires, it's, you know, it's a, it's a forever, uh, ever-changing thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, he's, his identity is publicly known. His uh, mm. relationship is unrevealed. No, uh, no. It turns out he's British. Yes, which is strange, but I don't know why it's strange. Why do I associate I associate him with uh, New York City too much? I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's definitely where he's operating out of in um, on those Blade movies. Yeah, maybe maybe the Blade movies have like informed a lot of my early knowledge of Blade. Well, um, I mean, that's, that's probably it. That and also the um, Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, and he from the does. 90s. Pe- he d- he does work with Spider-Man a decent amount, and also, yeah, and uh, and like every time Spider-Man's all vampires. Vampires don't exist. He should. He has his own vampires. For yeah, just but he's him, a living yeah. vampire. Totally different. He also has the uh, the uh, the the people who does the totem things. Well, that's true. Also, not technically vampires. Well, I mean, they're basically Spider-Man vampires. They're vampiric, but they don't mm. like like you know. You show that guy a cross; he's he's not going to do anything with it. Well, I mean, I, I would I would just say that you know, if you, I would say that they're Spider-Man vampires, just well, very yes. very very specific vampires. Um. So so yeah, his other aliases is unrevealed. Oh, sorry, unknown, uh, unrevealed birthplace. Which I think is said later. Yeah, well, he yeah he's uh, he's British, so yeah, I think he's, he's, British. From, he's jolly old London town. He's currently single. Um, his mother depicted, but name unre- uh, unrevealed, deceased. Mm. Um, he worked with uh, he worked with a vampire hunters, uh, like a band of vampire hunters, former ally of uh, Quincy Harker, now a private investigator, uh, now partner in a private investigation. Firm with King Drake. Yes, Drake. I, I think they, they sort of later, like during the um, Marvel '90s horror boom, they sort of got uh, rechristened the Night Stalkers. Yes, and uh, Blade also shows up uh, with all the horror characters. Um, the 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 Midnight Suns. Yes, which uh, were very had a lot of Ghost Rider and stuff in it. A lot of Ghost Rider, a lot of a lot of Doctor Strange in that '90s costume. Yeah, that was a fun costume. Uh, I don't know. Johnny, just... oh, Johnny Blaze when he was like a 
Hellfire Cyborg question mark. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to uh turn around a little bit on uh my my aversion to certain nineties art. It's it's garish in a way that I love now. Yes. <laughs> it I still I still don't know how it, I mean I know how it happened because I know somewhat, but but like just the the the, the stark difference between late eighties like Marvel art to like mid nineties art mm. is so so vastly different. Yeah, so first appeared in Tomb of Dracula, issue number ten in July nineteen seventy-three. His name is Blade, and there is Cover Peace Theater. Cover Peace Theater. Oh, that is some great. Uh, that's some great cover dialogue. It's it's real good cover dialogue. I'm gonna say. So who's uh, which of us is reading this? Uh, I, I mean, you're reading. You're reading. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, but to set the scene, uh, we have Dracula doing the Dracula thing where he's holding a unconscious lady, and the moon is behind them, and there is uh, he's he's kind of a, a little up. Up on a platform, and uh, uh, they may be on a. They may be on a boat. Maybe that looks like a porthole. Yeah, it looks like a porthole. Yeah, he's on a platform on a boat, like, uh, and um, and I do want to point out, that I still love this, like the seventies, like character box thing, where it's just like a little circle with a character, like a full character in it. Mm-hmm. It still looks like a, just a tiny, like a tiny Dracula is like trying to jump out. Be like, yes, no. We have a very antagonized blade stepping up awkwardly on stairs, saying, Drop that girl, Dracula, or this wooden knife will finish you off forever. Maybe your hot stuff back in Transylvania, but nobody messes around with Blade, the Vampire Slayer. First off, I like that he has I like that he has wooden knives. I like that that's just a thing he always has, because of course that's what you would have. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you want to stab if you want to stab a vampire. Yes, but that I also- does not come up in those movies at all. I don't think. No, no, I don't think it does. Um, but another thing that I like is uh, recently whenever they did like the the big, they did like a big arc in the current run of Avengers where uh a cut off of a uh, boy th- uh, well it's band thing was uh, being used by one of the one of the vampires that was attempting to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had basically like the vampire Avengers and stuff. Um, and uh, Blade was recruited, of course. And uh, he got a boy thing, which is basically a cut off of a man thing, which is tiny that sits on his shoulders. And he just like makes little wooden stakes out of them. Real good. Yes. It's, it's real cool. Um, it can also turn into a, a wooden armor as well. Mm-hmm. That was a thing that happened recently in one of the episodes. Issues. Issues. Yes. It, it seemed like uh, Jason Aaron was going to go for like a, hey, let's make a bunch of groups of different groups of people like the Avengers would have a group of people. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's been dropped. Well, we I had- guess we've had, we've had some crossover stuff going on and we're busy with this Moon Knight thing. Yeah, but no, like the Moon Knight stuff I'm liking a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm first off, 
I, I love me some Moon Knight. Uh, and second off, it's it's been pretty good. Um, but like we had the we had the you know Namor like the deep sea. Some I forget what he called it. We had the uh, vampires, the group of like all the vampire lords teaming up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I feel like they should touch more with the deep sea event, the, the deep sea group. Oh, right. The Defenders of the Deep. Defenders of the Deep. Yes. And they, also they had that little teaser thing with the, uh, they had that teaser thing with the Squadron Supreme. Oh, right. They had that thing with the Winter Guard. Yes. And I'm, I just, I, I don't, I just want them to kind of get back to, and I understand why. There's been, you know, also coronavirus happened. Um, they kind of got stuff a little bit behind, but you know, I don't know. I want to see some Winter Guard stuff as well. That that's just me. I'm I'm a big fan of Versa Major, so you know. Oh sure. But yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's pretty good cover. Uh, for the most part, it's uh, who did the cover? Well, Tom Palmer. I guess G. Oh, Tom Palmer. Yeah, yeah. It says on here. Yeah. Uh, Gene Colan uh was okay. the penciler. Okay, and Tom Palmer was the inker, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, he, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty good cover, and uh, so we're gonna get into this uh really short, really short history mm-hmm. he has here. He's technically been around for a fairly long time by this point, but apparently not in much. So, uh, when Blade's mother was painfully going through labor, about to give birth. Her friends called for a doctor in response. Sorry, for a doctor. In response, the vampire Deacon Frost arrived posing as a normal doctor. Frost bit uh, Blade's mother, whose screams alerted her friends, and who rushed into the room. Frost fled, and Blade's mother died giving birth to her son. Blade was raised by his uh, mother's friends. Determined from an early age to avenge his mother's death, Blade became a vampire hunter, even before he reached adulthood. He became the leader of a small band of vampire hunters, which included his friends. Musenda? Um, was it Orgy? Something Jones? Yeah, it is apparently Orgy Jones. Orgy, okay, cool. That's a cool name. Orgy Jones. Uh, <laughs> Azu M. Damon. And... Ogun Strong, mm-hmm. who I think we'll be covering half of. I think we'll be covering all of those. I know half of those in this. I think some of them will be turning up. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Blade first encountered the vampire lord Dracula in Japan after searching for him for months. Blade lured Dracula into an ambush by his team of vampire hunters, in which Dracula was slain by a wooden knife. Created by Orgy Jones. It was an episode. It was this episode that inspired Blade to adopt wooden knives as his preferred preferred weapons. Uh, presumably, Blade already was already known for his skills with knives at this point, since he already bore the alias Blade. Okay, I'm gonna just say. I mean, I feel like that's asserting asserting stuff that's not in the text. Mm-hmm. You could be called Blade because he's real edgy. Yeah. You know, maybe he cut himself one time. And we're just like, oh, Blade, uh, you know? Like, but, yeah. 
he doesn't even have his katana that he's known for nowadays. Um, uh, however, Dracula was soon resurrected by a servant who slew two members of Blade uh, Band. Um, that's almost how every single sentence where after you say you kill Dracula, however, Dracula is res- soon resurrected by a servant. Because yep. that's always how it happens. Blade continued his activity as a vampire hunter over the following years. It is not known when or why his team of vampire hunters disbanded or when he first encountered the great vampire hunter Quincy Harker. In recent years, Blade often fought alongside uh, Harker's team of vampire hunters, which included Frank Drake and Rachel Van Helsing. Together, Blade and the vampiric, vampiric private hunter, I mean private detective, Hannibal King, tracked down and destroyed Deacon Frost. Later, Blade, King, and Drake aided the sorcerer Doctor Strange in casting the spell that destroyed Dracula and all other vampires. Ha ha, just joking. Um, <laughs> and uh, then Blade, King, Blade King, who had been cured of vampirism, and Drake established a private investigation firm in Boston, Massachusetts. And as far as we know, he's still an active partner mm. in the firm. Not a lot there. You think they would have done a little bit more with him? No, I mean, Blade did not have a ton of appearances prior to him becoming a moderately big deal in the 90s and then becoming a movie star. Now he's a, now he's a full-on Avenger. Yeah. He uh he fought he he helped uh he helped save the world. Yeah. So uh went to, went to space and fought the Star Brand. Yeah, which which is now a baby. It is now a baby. Yeah, Starbrand's a baby right now. Who I think they're trying to hunt down in the current run. Uh, like I think in the last episode, I mean, the last issue of the Avengers I read, I think they're just like, "Hey, hide this baby." Yes. And it was Dracula. Not Dracula. What? Wow, that would be so weird. Carol Danvers and uh, Tony Stark. Yes, I think yeah. Tony's got uh, it in like one of those baby harness things. I mean, papooses are uh, a need, especially <laughs> if you have a a, a baby that can. Destroy the whole world. Yes. So uh, he's six two, weighs one eighty, brown eyes, uh, black hair. At this point, he did not have like the the daywalker powers. Oh, he was just a guy who was immune to vampire bites. Okay. Uh, weirdly enough, he got those in the comics after he was bitten by a genetically altered Morbius. What would happen if wait? What would happen if Morbius got bitten by a vampire? I assume he would just be a regular vampire. Although, I don't think the vampire would find him nourishing because he has that blood disease. I mean, he, you know, he'd bite into him, he'd be like, ugh. He'd be like, uh, you know, biting into an old peach or something. Is it? So, I, for, I forget exactly. Do, does the, in Marvel, in the Marvel vampires, do they, do they have to have, do the vampire sires have to put some of their blood into the... I don't know if that's a hard and fast rule. Wouldn't it just be... Because, like, wouldn't he just have to be bit and then survive, then? If it's just like that? I I think, you know, he could be bitten by a vampire, but it just doesn't do anything. I don't know. I'm gonna find a way to make the living vampire turn on dead vampire one of these (laughs) days. That's my goal. Well, then then he has to drop his, uh, his tagline. Well, then he could just be Morbius the 
formerly living vampire. Yeah, Morbius the regular-ass vampire. Although he still had that weird sucker hands, though. Well, thankfully, that's just a thing from the uh, cartoon. Oh, yeah. Because, well, I guess, like, the broadcast standards and practices didn't allow them to show, like, blood or people getting bitten. That makes sense. That makes a lot yes. of sense. Do you think if Dracula got struck with lightning, he'd be cured of his vampirism? Probably not. Okay. I just like that Morbius was once cured of his fake vampirism by being struck by lightning while biting Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's very, uh, this, Rube Goldberg this somehow way. worked. A Rube Goldberg way of uh, just uh, getting rid of yes. your fake vampirism. Yeah, so I guess he's just immune to being bitten by vampires. Well, well, sorry, he could be bit by vampires, but doesn't do anything. And apparently immune to hypnotism by vampires through Mm -hmm. eye contact. Yeah. He uses, like, knives and stuff in hand-to-hand combat. It's just weird. I don't know. I'm just so used to him being a daywalker. Like what? What? At what time did he get bit by the genetically altered? Uh, right, Morbius? right, like the the late nineties. Late nineties. Am I really think that all of my no- early knowledge of uh, Blade came from the movies? Oh yeah. I don't think I read of. I know I've read Blade in the comics, but it was all post movies, mm-hmm. where they kind of tweaked it a little bit to be closer yeah. to the movies. Okay, well that's. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, well, I think I guess that's pretty much it, though. There's not much, much else. Do you think if he never became a vampire hunter, he would know about his superpowers of not being able to be turned into a vampire? I mean, probably not. Being bit, you know, being bitten by a vampire is not that common an occurrence. But I mean, then he'd also have to not know that his mother was killed by vampires as he was being born. But I mean, that could also be that. I mean, they could have also just never brought it up too. Mm. Because, you know, it'd be like, oh, because technically they could just say, hey, your mom died in childbirth, and that's mostly true. And then, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to complicate this fairly straightforward character <laughs> at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But yeah, um, so I think we're pretty much done. Uh, okay. Do you have anything else to say before we do the plugs? Okay, so I, uh, nothing beef, nothing offhand before we do the plugs. Well what, well, what do you have to plug? Okay, so I'm on another uh, podcast, uh, Stasis Pod, the Transformers podcast, which uh, goes episode by episode through various uh, Transformers cartoons. Currently, we're on Robots in Disguise. And uh, I'm also on the Marvel Research Team, which conducts various research assignments for Marvel and also writes the official handbooks. And we have three books in various stages of availability right now. So the Empire Handbook, uh, detailing everything you need to know about the Empire crossover, including a profile that I wrote that has since been completely invalidated, but it's still fun to read. Um, that's in stores now, and you can probably still find uh, copies in your local store. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we've got the Ten of Swords Handbook coming out. Uh, that is your guide to the newest X-Men crossover, Ten of Swords, the first big crossover of the Hickman era. And uh, come and just announced and coming out in December, it's the King in Black Handbook, uh, detailing all the symbiote knowledge you need to know before the epic King in Black crossover event begins. 
So, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Creepy Critters, where I talk about uh, cryptids in similar detail. Um, if you want to see the people that we are watching, you can go to at Alphabet Flight. I mean, we're, we're talking about. You can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you would like to, you know, throw me like a dollar or two each month, you could go to patreon.com slash alphabet flight. Also linked in the uh, description in, uh, on your podcatcher. And uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. And uh, uh, may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night.